Welcome to episode 196 of Retro Encounter RPG Fans Weekly Off-Topic Podcast. I'm Mike Solosi, and uh, today I'm here to, you know, find some mana spirits, engage in some trials—not trails, trials—with three <laughs> with three other podcasters, uh, starting with Zach Wilkerson. Hey there. Also, Greg Delmage. Hi there. And thirdly, Alana Hagues. Hey. Now, Alana and Zach, uh, we were in the same room together. In Los Angeles, watching the Nintendo E3 Direct uh, <laughs> on a, on a Tuesday morning, when wild. yeah, when they uh, beyond all reason, beyond my expectation, they announced an official localization of the collection of mana for Switch, and within the collection of mana for Switch is Seiken Ninsetsu 3, which was rebranded Trials of Mana. Now. Uh, Seiken Ninsetsu 3 is one of my favorite uh, RPGs of all time. I have been playing it off and on for uh, between 15 and 20 years, since the early 2000s when I got a little deep into Super Famicom emulation. And uh, I played SD3 many, many times over uh, over those intervening years. But now it's a f- I, I have to stop calling it SD3 because now it's um, Trials of Mana on the Collection of Mana, and I'm presuming that's how all four of us played it this time. Yes, correct. Sure is. All right, cool. So, yeah, we're on that Switch, playing that collection of mana. Uh, Alana, you reviewed the collection of mana for the website, and that review went up uh, last week, I think, right? I did, yeah. So you can go ahead and read that. There's not a lot of a focus on Trials of Mana in particular, Mm -hmm. because we're covering all three games and covering it as a package, but it's great. Like, it's a little bit expensive, but if you want three really excellent games, pick it up, and we're going to... I really hope we're going to wax lyrical about this game because I am. Yeah, um, I think you mentioned on in the uh, review, or maybe you told me uh, separately that it was your first time playing uh, Final Fantasy Adventure and Trials of Mana. But you, but you were you already knew of Secret of Mana pretty well. Yeah, 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 exactly that. I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, uh, Zach, um, how around how many of the Mana games have you played? And is this your first time playing Trials? It is my first time playing Trials. Um, you know, I, I got into the emulation scene in the early 2000s too, but like sort of the action-based combat with um, a keyboard didn't really work for me, so I, I didn't play it that way. But I played Secret of Mana probably. Oh, I got I got real weird on keyboard. I um, <laughs> oh, I, sure. I I've beaten SNK Neo Geo fighting games on a keyboard, which <laughs> That's is impressive. Uh, it's it's stressful, is what it is. <laughs> But yeah, I played Secret of Mana many times uh, previously. I played Final Fantasy Adventure, uh, I think, one time when I was very young. I barely remember it. And I dabbled in some of the later Mana games, too. But uh, Second Densetsu 3 has been a game that I have wanted to play for about 20 years, and I couldn't have been more excited to play it. Right on. And Greg, I know you're a big Mana fan. Uh, is this your first time playing Trials of Mana, or did you uh, um, dabble in emulation like I did? I definitely ago. did back in the day, uh, and it's been a very long time, as I can't remember, as we were chatting a bit. I'm a bit hazy on some of the details as to uh, who and what and where I got to in the game. I, I don't know if I ever beat the final boss, but I do remember fighting some stuff, and I remember playing as Hawkeye, and that's about it. <laughs> 
Well, all right. Um, and as I mentioned before, I'm a I'm a longtime Mana fan. We even did an Encounter of Mana episode on this podcast two years ago, and I uh, I got I dive really deep into SD3 when I started emulating stuff in the early 2000s. Really, the two games that I really got the most out of from emulation were Second Intensity 3 and Tales of Fantasia. And I went, mm, you know, that's a lie. Also, Dragon Quest V. Th- those are really the three um, Super Famicom-only games that I... Really good th- ones. Th- that, ...that I got mm-hmm. real uh, deep into. Um, yeah, Second Intensity 3. The, uh, or, I'm sorry, Trials of Mana. I'm going to be getting names wrong the entire episode because this is an all-new translation that uh, fits a little bit more into the, uh, um, the Secret of Mana localization. But also isn't limited by six characters per name, so that, so I think a lot of the names, the spell names and character names are probably probably more sensible in a in tr- the Trials of Mana version, with one exception that I take great umbrage to that we'll that we'll talk about soon. But uh, <laughs> but but funny. yeah, the the, the, ba- the basic framework of Trials of Mana is that there are six main characters and th- sort of three main conflicts, and each one of the main characters is. Involved in one of the three conflicts, so you have, uh, uh, let's see, you have the Ice Kingdom invading uh, invading Forsena, you have the Beast Kingdom invading Holy City Wendell, and you have the uh, the uh, Desert Kingdom Navarre invading the uh, invading the Amazon Cat Kingdom, whose name escapes me. Uh, sorry, uh, Laurent. Uh, Laurent. Yeah, yeah, Laurent. It was, yeah, it was it was Rolento or, or Rolente in the uh, yeah in the old in the old one, and now and now it's Laurent. Yeah, so Navarre invading Laurent. So each. Uh, two each of the six main characters are involved in those in those conflicts, and you pick three characters at the beginning, one uh, a first, second, and third. And the character you pick th- first uh, shapes the resu- the resolution of those big conflicts and affects the end game of the story. So this is a little stressful if you go in uh, sort of knowing that these that that, that the choice matters, but uh, you, that choice you make at the beginning of the game with no information and no uh, input really from the game other than some character images <laughs> shapes the whole rest of the game. So uh, I want, that's the first question I have for you. Who you got? Uh, what, what was your team for this run? Uh, starting with you, Greg. Uh, I have gone with Reese, and then we picked up Charlotte, and then finally found Duran. You went, you went with Charlotte second and not third? Uh, it was just uh, because I started playing with Gwen. Mm. She she's playing as player two, so her choice of character was to go with uh, Charlotte, and then we both decided on Duran as our third. Okay. So we just we just winged it based on the whims of my then eight now nine year old. <laughs> right. I. Uh, it, I mean, you wouldn't have known this, of course, but if you pick Charlotte third, she joins you early, uh, yeah. and and you can get three three characters for the first boss mm-hmm. instead of two. Oh, that's which is, really cool. Yeah, which, so whenever I use Charlotte, I always try to. I always pick her third. But that's uh, a, a neat hot tip for future playthroughs. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I'm know. Looking I, forward to that. I, I bugged all three of you at various degrees about what to do in this game because I'm obnoxious like that. But I, maybe I didn't give. <laughs> maybe I didn't bug you quite enough this time, Greg. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, Zach, what was your st- uh, party for this run? I was pretty similar to Greg's actually. So my main was Reese, and then my second was Kevin, and then based on your advice, I made Charlotte my third. That's a strong team. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Going to beat some people up. Alana, what was your party? Well, I've done two runs because I played it through for the review and then I'm doing a second run for the podcast. So I I will talk less about my first run because I also picked Reese as my main character. <laughs> um, and then I picked Hawkeye and Kevin. Uh, Kevin first and then Hawkeye, uh, which proved to be ridiculously good. Uh, yeah. For this second run, I am doing an all-girls run. So I picked Charlotte as my main character. 
And then I picked uh, Reese, so I had some offense for the first boss, and then Angela. Shockingly, I think I've done all of those parties before. Because <laughs> I've beaten this game, uh, I don't, I'm not exactly sure, probably between seven and nine times over the years, and I... Uh, and even more, uh, I've started playthroughs and then abandoned them. Uh, because, uh, again, there's three endgame scenarios, depending on the character you pick first. And each character uh, does uh, class changes, once at level 18 and then a second time at level 38. And I, I, you guys all know this, but this is partially for the listener benefit. <laughs> um, and uh, so, because the classes are sort of branching... Um, each, each character has four final classes, uh, and uh, they're usually called, um, like, identified by light or dark side. So whether you do your first class change, light or dark, and then your second class change, light or dark. So, you know, Kevin going light, light is a, uh, is a divine fist, but Kevin going light, dark is a warrior monk. Every character has four final states like that. So, because I wanted to explore as many of those as I could, I've done several runs of this game. And, uh, mercifully, the game is not that long. Like, I think, uh... My run this time was about 15 hours, uh, but uh, for if, if it's your first time playing, it's probably going to be a little longer than that, because I, I, again, I've played this a lot. But uh, for this run, I went with Angela first, and then Kevin second, and then Reese third. So, from this playthrough, or just from your general experience, do any of us have a favorite character so far? Kevin. The guy, like, just destroys everything. <laughs> everything in his path. I mean, it's, he's, he's unbelievable from a damage output Kevin is, Kevin is literally broken. He yeah. is broken as hell. He's yeah. by far the strongest character in the game. Yeah. I, I mean, I really have not had any real trouble, especially because I just, you know, spam heals with Charlotte and then just let Kevin destroy things and kind of manage things with Reese. And I, I, I haven't had any real difficulties at this point in the game. All right. Yeah, he uh, does break things pretty good. Uh, Alana, do you have a favorite character uh, in from you know uh, from your one and a half playthroughs? Uh, yeah, Reese. Um, she was my MVP for the first run through. Um, I didn't have a very good healer until, well, yeah, until the second class change for my first playthrough because uh, Kevin Kevin's light classes learn healing spells, but only single target, and it mm. is only one of them that learns I actually I did not I did not have a single multi-target healing spell for my entire first run through I sacrificed it for strength mm -hmm. but Reese um I did go for Reese's uh, multi-target buffs and oh my god yeah. does it make a huge difference Yeah yeah Reese's Star Lancer class is one of the best characters in the game full stop it's it's really powerful and uh and talking about kevin going for healing versus offense that's a lot of the time that's the choice that you make with each class change it's like all right this class has better skills and better support and this class has more damage it's yeah it, it's not it's not always that black and white but often you're choosing more offense versus more more magic uh yeah. going class to class and for kevin his dark classes uh will only learn maybe one spell the whole game and usually the spell kind of sucks but he, but he'll be but his but his uh, special attacks will be better and he'll deal I don't know maybe 10% more damage than his light classes which do learn a uh, a quick attack boost and a healing spell but uh Charlotte is also extremely good with her her group healing but Angela as well is really good like all of the girls all of the characters I've tried so far have been really good in different ways and I'm sure we'll touch on that as we go along oh yeah uh I, I think maybe the easiest way to play the game is to uh, have Kevin and then good and then two good supporting characters. 
But uh, I mean, any any party is good. You can, and if you end up making a final party that has you know no healing or no boosting or any of that, you can buy healing and boosting items and just and just stockpile those and uh, and and make through the game just fine. But uh, I, I mean, but building team synergy and team combinations is something that I minorly obsessed over in the two thousands. <laughs> I understand now. <laughs> right, oh, it's well. super fun with this game. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Greg, in, um, in the early goings in your run, uh, have you or Gwen um, found a favorite character? Uh, well, Gwen was definitely drawn towards uh, Charlotte, which is why she picked her. And I think a lot of it has to do with just cuteness factor. <laughs> and Gwen also just likes playing a support healer. So she's been basically taking to that and sticking to the backs to keep healing us and such. Uh, way back when I first got into this game in emulating, I was always drawn to Reese. But I did dabble through the origin stories, I think, of every character. Mm-hmm. And they all are pretty strong. Um, and like, you know, Kevin's got like a pretty deep story and all that good stuff. Uh, and I have enjoyed playing as Kevin, but I think Reese still sticks for me, which is why I came back to her for this one. Even though I played through Hawkeye, played with Hawkeye through the most of the game, I've always wanted to go back and do a playthrough as Reese. And I'm really digging her character so far. Mm-hmm. I-, I think Reese and Hawkeye are maybe the two most versatile characters in the game because uh, both, yeah. of the- both of them have. Both of them learn support spells and have good offense and can just fit into basically any team. Uh, but but Kevin will always be smashing things. Duran will always have sort of limited offense until the end of the game and some saber spells. Angela will always be a offensive spellcaster and Carly will always be a support spellcaster. But you can just throw Hawk, Hawkeye and Reese anywhere and they'll be just they'll just be really good. Um, yeah, exactly. I think that's what makes them so great. Is they're just like really well rounded. Yeah, they're good middle of the road balance for the team, <laughs> and then they're well, they, they're just good attackers and good support skill, uh, supporting spellcasters. They're, yeah, they're just good. The only character who I think is really limiting at the beginning is Duran because his attacks are so slow, and to get the most out of him, you have to like multi-hit enemies often, and uh, the spells that he learns are good, but also uh, his spirit is also is always low, so it'll he'll, it takes him forever just to cast I don't know flame saber. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. but later in the game, uh, when his uh, when he learns powerful full screen uh, full screen specials and and good saber skills, he's like uh, Duran's a really good second or third character in like later in the game. But I think he's a uh, I think he's hard to use for a beginner. Um, he he's probably my least favorite character to use. But he but he has a good story. Every good every character here, um, the character you pick first, you play through their sort of first chapter in their hometown and you sort of uh, see their motivation for continuing the story and uh, and, and your first character especially will definitely affect um, the not your not decision making but uh, will affect the dialogue and some of the events of the story as you go through like uh, I th- I, 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 uh, I'm playing with Angela as my main character now but uh, she has this, uh, mostly the same story path as Duran but if you go through the story as Duran, you'll have more scenes with uh, with the king of uh, with the king the king of what is it? Force it was it used to be Falsena. Falsena. Uh, now, now it's Falsena. Okay, yeah. you'll have more scenes with the king of Falsena and the Darkshine Knight. But with uh, Angela, you'll have different scenes with the with Corin, the Crimson Wizard, and uh, and uh, the Queen of Altina. So like. I'm not saying you need to spend 20 hours on a playthrough just to see the differences in dialogue between Angela and Duran, but those differences do exist, and they're cool. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, do we want to run through everyone's chapter one just just briefly, or... Yeah, let's do that. I kind of want to. Um, 
Angela is the only person in the Kingdom of Magic who can't cast spells. And her mom is annoyed by that. So she says, Angela, for the good of the kingdom, we're going to sacrifice you. And, and she does not like that one bit. So she gets the hell out of out of there and tries and decides to go to the holy city of Wendell to see to you know find out what's wrong with her mom. Uh, Duran is a guardsman in Falsena, and he uh, and the entire castle guard gets their ass kicked by a mage named the Crimson Wizard, who's a uh, um, one of Angela's compatriots in the in Altina, and so uh, Duran survives and the king survives, but uh, like. He's very concerned about an invasion from Falsena, but he hears a rumor about something called class changing that'll make him stronger. So he decides to go to the Holy City and learn about class changing. Now you have Kevin. Uh, Kevin is a carefree half-beast man living in the Beast Kingdom, and he has a best friend, Carl, a little wolf puppy. But unexpectedly, uh, um, a, an evil jester named Gormond... <laughs> uh, yeah, it, Gormond places a curse on Carl that makes him attack Kevin, and Kevin awakens to his beasting instincts and kills Carl. Which uh, is the most tragic. Yeah, yeah. It, which sends him into a spiral, and he decides and he decides to run away from home and find a way to revive Carl at the Holy City. You might be noticing a pattern here. <laughs> uh, Charlotte is uh, a resident of the Holy City. Her grandfather is the is the head priest there. And she's uh, close friends with a, uh, a a very talented young priest named Heath, and Heath is you know going around just being being a nice priest dude. But he also meets that uh, evil jester named Gormond, and Gormond ki- uh, spirits away Heath and kidnaps him. And uh, and Charlotte wants to find a way to rescue him, so she runs out of the holy city looking for Heath. And uh, I'm sorry to be monologuing so hard, but I, uh, this is legit a cool part of the game, so I, I want I want to go over each of them. <laughs> um, now you have Reese; she's the princess of Laurent, and uh, you know she's uh, the leader of an of an army of Amazons there, which is you know awesome. And she also has a little brother named Elliot. Yeah. And um, Elliot gets kidnapped by. Uh, by Isabel slash Belladonna after he inadvertently uh, turns off the wind defense protecting Laurent, which allows the kingdom of Nav- is it, uh, of Navarre to invade. Navarre, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Navarre, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just just like the character from Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon, Navarre. <laughs> well, yeah. he, was Navarre in the old translation, and then they changed it to Navarre. Huh, interesting. All right. Uh, Hawkeye is a thief of Navarre. The, uh, the, uh, that kingdom has thieves and ninjas in their employ. And uh, um, Isabel goes there as well she um see she bewitches the uh the sultan of navarre flame Khan, which is a great title <laughs> and uh, the flame Khan, uh under isabel's influence decides to uh invade laurent and um Haw- and hawkeye just is has some questions about this but um before he can sort of challenge what's going on uh isabel places a a death curse on Hawkeye's girlfriend, Jessica, and kills Hawkeye's best friend, which is Jessica's brother, Eagle, and, uh, and, and blames Hawkeye for his death. So ba- basically, Hawkeye uh, leaves Navarre on the run to try to find a way to break the curse on Jessica, which, uh, which will kill her if he, if he tells her the truth about Eagle. So yeah, that that's how it goes. Uh, your whatever character you um, choose for your first, we'll uh, on the way to Wendell. You go uh, to a, you'll stop by a small uh, town called Jad, and then another small town called Astoria. And mm-hmm. off the and off the coast of the lake near Jad and Astoria, you'll meet a fairy. And the fairy uh, comes from the mana tree. She warns you that mana is dying, and the fairy attaches herself to you to try and go on a quest to save mana. 
Okay, that was way too much monologuing on my part. Um, <laughs> what was what were your reactions to each of your characters, chapter ones? Well, first of all, way to go, Elliot. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it was again funny playing it with Gwen because she was just like, "I would never fall for that," <laughs> you know, and it was uh, it was rather strange that you have this entire kingdom whose defense mechanism is based on the wind and these whole, you know, keeping these sleep spores or whatever, I guess at bay, you would think they would have immune them, immunized themselves to the sleep spores in the surrounding areas no, in case such an event could it, happen. They can, it has, they can, it only works once on yeah. them. Yes. Well, exactly. You think so they would have already it's, immunized it's not, the entire city guard to it. Before well, I think it's just defending them from invaders. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, not? yeah it's, it's not defending them from the sleep spores. It's defending them from invaders and keep, and making it hard to travel up the mountain to the, uh, oh, fair to, enough. to the kingdom. The sleep spores thing is a plot point later on. But anyhow, uh, it was, yeah, it's just really tragic. A lot of them, I think are very tragic stories to start off the game with. And especially with Reese as well with like, Oh, your dad's dead. Your brother's gone get out there and find them. And then you have this fairy that invades your head and is like, I know you've got family priorities and all, but we got to save the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like the sort of simplicity of um, Reese's story. It, it's very SNES era. You know I mean? Like this idea, like, Oh, your brother's kidnapped. So you must go after him. And I, and I think I like it's, I sort of miss the simplicity of some of the motivations sometimes the super Nintendo era games. And I thought they really hit all of them really well here. Yeah, there's a definite on-the-nose arc for all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, Duran's especially is like tutorial mode with, right. let's go learn about class changing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Reese also isn't like made a girly girl either, which I like. Like she's right. just treated as like the kingdom's hero and just go out and do your thing and save your brother. Yeah. Yeah, Reese's tone is just very polite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and she's she's sort of take, take, uh, take charge, get stuff done kind of girl. And uh, but uh, she very politely bows to everyone, which I, th- I think Hawkeye makes fun of her for, because Hawkeye's speech is very informal. Yeah. And um, really, I think each character has a distinct p- uh, speech pattern. Uh, uh, Duran is sort of rough around the edges. Angela yeah. is a very bratty, very sort of rude girl. Um, Kevin is uh, slightly. I mean, we we were saying he has a bit of caveman speech going on. He's not. He's not maybe. <laughs> yeah. He's not not maybe quite as. Uh, uh, brusque as say Isla from Chrono Trigger, but he is you know some a very sort of grunting kind of way of talk. And then there's Charlotte. Ugh. Um, <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, they they really uh, she has evidently a very cute, exaggerated way of talking, but it makes her say things like "sawi" and I think even call herself "shawit" sometimes. Which yeah, is, every uh, every R and every L is a W, mm. without exception. Yeah. Mm. With ex- yeah, except with whatever you named her, because reasons yeah. they can't translate that, I guess. But otherwise, <laughs> that's true. Unless you wanted to specifically name her Shawit. <laughs> and then everybody would call her Shawit. I think I know what I'm going to call her on my next run of this game. Exactly, but yeah, each one of the characters has a distinctive speech pattern. I I think it's um it, it's pretty distinctive and entertaining for maybe everyone besides Charlotte. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Charlotte Although Gwen is, is very entertained by Charlotte's speech pattern every time she reads it. That's good. Uh, that's, that's I guess the target audience. Yeah, <laughs> I, guess, I guess so. I am what uh, more than twenty years older than Gwen. I guess they, that, that's probably why I'm I'm not you know attaching to it. But yeah. <laughs> But uh, regardless of who you pick uh, in any order, you do the you do the order of events in the game basically the same until a until a certain point, point. Um, and care uh, you have about 
maybe four levels with one character before you start get your t uh, party of three and Ooh, it's uh, probably worth saying, um, mm. actually. If you pick Charlotte as your first character, she has a slightly different beginning because oh, the main, right, yeah. the other five characters have to go to oh, the little town south of Jad. Yeah, everybody else starts in Jad or goes to Jad after their first bit of their, like, oh, no, my sister's been kidnapped or whatever, or I've run away from home. Um, Charlotte goes straight to that small town below Jad and the fairy light happens straight after you find Heath and he gets kidnapped. So, like, her order of events is slightly oh, okay. different. Yeah, it's been, so, a, it's been a long time. And she time doesn't have a lot of fighting either, I don't think. She doesn't. No, she has no fighting in her initial chapter. And yeah. the only time you have to fight anything is when you're going up to find Heath. But yeah. it's only rabbits. It's not like um, Reese's um, prickle bird. I can't remember what they're called now. Pricklebeak. Pricklebeak. Yeah. yeah. And uh, let's see, um, what uh, Duran has to fight at night. Uh, Angela has to go through the snowfields a little bit and maybe fight a couple Sahagans. It's But it, every character has a little bit of fighting in their in their first chapter other than Charlotte, I guess. But, yeah, uh, she just has to meander through the rabbi forest, I guess, and that's about it. And I, I remember this is, I mean, this is not for story reasons, but uh, Charlotte and uh, Angela are my least favorite characters to start with the game with because they have just, they have no offense at all. <laughs> before they learned spells so they were so there's a lot of you know whacking enemies with a staff and dealing less than half of what a duran a duran strike will deal so yeah not great the first couple levels with angela yeah they're a little weak i'm sure and angela uh, you just shove points in strength for a little bit and then once you get the second character if you didn't put it as angela then it's fine but and also, yeah. amusingly, Angela is the only person in her whole kingdom that can't use magic. But that's because she's, for some reason, her body is rejecting, uh, absorbing the power of the mana crystal that uh, her kingdom is exploiting. And she learns magic the uh, way you're supposed to from the spirits. So once you start meeting <laughs> elemental spirits, Angela starts learning spells. And it turns out she's a quite a talented mage. Mm-hmm. The old-fashioned way. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the game, you, uh, like, her mom's proud of her and everything's very sweet. But anyway, uh, early on, um, you do visit the, the city of Wendell. The very wise uh, grandpa that is in charge there uh, sort of gently tells you what you need to do or, or what is or isn't possible for each character. And uh, then Wendell gets attacked by beastmen, and the, eventually the priest se uh, seals off the town. But There's also a minor... Um... I think localization error in that moment too. There, when you were talking with them, there's a moment where I think the fairy's talking to you, but it says priest. Oh, possibly. But, but it was like so. It's contextually like I'm pretty sure it's the fairy. Anyways, random small minor note. There's not very many of them, thankfully, in the game. Yeah, after Wendell gets evaded and they they uh, they put up a barrier, but you um uh, and, and you get thrown in jail. But then you sneak out of jail and escape Jad over to another continent where uh, you start. Uh, where you go towards for, uh, Falsena, where uh, Durant's from. And simplifying things a little bit, uh, you you fight some people from Altena there, you uh, meet dwarf, you meet the dwarf village and the Falsena kingdom, and you uh, and you meet Gnome. So uh, f after you meet the Spirit of Light, Lumina in uh, outside of Wendell, and Gnome outside of Falsena, you, those are your first two spirits that you meet at the game. And the eight mana spirits are sort of a... a, a I don't know, you want to call them a highlight or a, a, a mainstays of the Mana series, but they, they look really cute in this game. I like the Mana Spirits. Uh, yeah, the, I'm a big fan of that. They definitely got a nice overhaul, for sure. 
Yeah, they they have a lot of uh, a lot of frames of animation. They they bob up and down. And they look really good. I just really like the character animations in this game in general. Um, mm. there, there's a lot of expressiveness. Everyone has a laughing animation, a sleeping animation, a different chest opening animation. They they do a really really good job with these 1995 SNES sprites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. later uh, later square sprites are amazing. I mean, this Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, they all all look great. My favorite though is uh, when you take cannon travel, which uh, uh, every character normally just lands and like, crash lands and bounces a couple times, except for Kevin, who yeah. just who just lands on his feet and his feet shake a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. It's, it's pretty great. I, I love the uh, animations and small de- and small details like that in this game. The uh, and um, the way that the game plays is a lot different from Secret of Mana as well. Uh, it's uh, there's no um, bar charging actions. You don't have to hold down your bu- uh, buttons for several seconds to do your strongest attacks, and you don't learn spells by using spells. So uh, there's less grinding in Trials mm-hmm. of Mana than Secret of Mana for the powerful mm-hmm. stuff. But there is there is pauses to the action. You have to time things well. You have to like watch a meter for your special attacks and uh, and do have and you know manage spell cast times. Uh, they definitely streamlined things really yeah. nicely. Some nice yeah. quality of life improvements for sure in this game over the last. Yeah, it, it's the action is way more streamlined over Secret of Mana. But uh, every time you gain a level, you do get to choose where your next stat point goes into, which is a, a, a little bit of customization that's welcome, I think. Mm-hmm. And it comes with certain limits too, because you can't just dump all into whatever the one main stat is. Like you have to raise certain other stats before you can get more. Yeah, uh, I, points I, to go into something else. I don't know exactly the formula for it, but I think you can't. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's you can't have stats uh, above a certain level. Um, like, yeah, at uh, first yeah. I thought it was like a D and D sort of thing, where like with your skills in three point five and three point oh, you can like it's your level plus like five kind of thing or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head now. It's been a while, and so I thought it was something like that because it was it was it seemed to correlate that like oh our strength maxed out at like ten and we're level. We're at uh, ten. We're at level seven, so we can't. But we're not like going higher than yeah, that. But it, then I noticed it, it had nothing to do with that. So <laughs> it's something like that. I don't think you can increase the same stat three levels in a row. And I think yeah, that uh, at, at certain character levels, you have certain stat limitations. But in general, like you can't put every single point into strength. There's a uh, there's mm-hmm. just small things like that. And, and we talked about this before the recording, but the dexterity and luck stats are bugged in this game. Um, uh, luck is supposed to affect critical hit rate and uh, and uh, traps when you open chests, but the critical hit stat is bugged, so you probably will never see a critical hit in this game unless you are playing through Hawkeye's first chapter, because after that the stat gets so bugged that I think it becomes zero percent after a certain level. <laughs> um, and dexterity is supposed to affect hit and evade, but it uh, for some reason translating dexterity to evade is bugged in this game, so the evade stat won't work. You'll basically always have the same hit and evade rate that you have in the beginning of the game, even if you pump in every point into dexterity, which makes uh, Duran's shields in his knight classes useless, and also makes uh, uh, make, makes Hawk a little bit less useful, because his high dexterity is supposed to be a highlight of, uh, of how he plays. But, um, but, but the dexterity affecting spell, like, evade spells will still affect it, affect, um, hit and evade but equipment won't and dexterity won't won't which stinks Mm. so uh but also the one thing that's i think secretly the most important stat of this game don't ignore anybody's intelligence stat because that's your magic attack and magic defense yeah yeah and uh if you keep intelligence super low for say kevin or duran they'll get wiped out by a magic by magic spells all game (laughs) yeah you definitely noticed that early on when gwen and i were 
fighting like because uh, Charlotte would take really not too much damage at all from any of the magic attacks, and then Reese and Duran were just getting wailed on. <laughs> yeah, intelligence is magic attack and magic defense, and the other stat, which I think is a, uh, is it spirit? Yeah, is, correct. Um, yeah, is a uh, is your potency of your healing and support spells, and also I think uh, your max MP goes up with more spirit. And does it affect know. the stat down ones? As well, I think so. It, it it affects how long those support still spells last. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say as well. It also affects the strength of your light spells. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the the holy ones. Yeah. Yeah. It, is light and dark or just light? I probably I just think, light. I think it's just light, but I'd have to double check. Because yeah, uh, Charlotte learns some light spells in her. Uh, priestess classes, but then learns some uh, dark spells in her enchantress classes. And spirit is her big is her biggest stat by far. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she learns summons more than anything, and yeah, but mm. a couple of ones in her second class, I think. Yeah, the summons yeah. Are, are neat how they're handled, and I like how like a lot of the enemies use similar skills to what your classes use. Oh yeah. Um, there's yeah, almost there's almost an, an enemy equivalent for every single class in the game. Uh. Like, like, uh, let's see. For for Hawk, his ranger classes are represented by the Porobin Hood characters, and his uh, dark classes are represented by the ninjas that you fight. And it, it basically, Ooh. for every single job in the game, or or many of them, there is a, an equivalent somewhere. Like, uh, some of them are a little uncommon. Like for Reese, it's those Queen Bee enemies that are only in like two places. Yeah. Uh, but for right, Ke- yeah. But, yeah. But for Kevin, it's those uh, werewolves that are all over three dungeons in the mid part in the mid and late parts of the game. Yeah. And, and then when your you're butt. and when you're going through that forest, I think I had um yeah I had Kevin on his light class at that point. Mm. The werewolves look exactly the same under the dark. Yeah. And, yeah. And I was like, which one am I hitting? Why am I not doing? Da- oh, it's Kevin. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple of spaces in the game that are rotten with werewolves, and if you uh, if you're using Kevin, oh yeah, uh, and, uh, maybe we didn't mention it. Part of the reason that Kevin's the best character in the game is that at night his uh, he turns into a werewolf and his attack power doubles, and he's already <laughs> the best or second best attack or when he's not a werewolf. So <laughs> it's supposed to only go up by one point two, I think, uh, but it goes up by but two. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it, I think that it was yeah it was supposed to be a less dramatic increase than doubled, but instead they straight up double his attack da- his attack stat it's, it's great which is awesome but when they when they remake this for 2020 i don't think kevin's going to be quite this powerful a lot of stuff will probably get streamlined out although i guess that's worth mentioning is the night and day cycle too and the and the, yeah. the different days and stuff yeah there, there's a uh, days of the week and a night and day system in this game uh, different monsters show up at night uh, at nighttime versus daytime and uh, each day of the week is named is um named after a spirit with the uh the six spirits other than light and dark uh plus um, Man a holy day, which is represented by the fairy on the on the menu screen, and uh, during yeah, free stays at the inn. Yep, and uh, uh, different elements are stronger on their own uh, mana day. So uh, if you're about to do the big fire dungeon around Navarre, maybe don't go there on Salamando's day because <laughs> then the because then every all the fire spells will be stronger. Does it factor in like the the opposites? Does it weaken them? I don't. Conversely? I don't think so. I think it only makes one stronger. But uh, gotcha. if you had done Undyne before Salamando, which uh, you can do those two in either order, uh, you and maybe um, you know Angela's freeze spell would be a little bit better against those bosses there. Yeah, maybe. I didn't have her, so yeah, I don't know. But yeah, uh, uh, basically, um, 
as you continue after Falsena, for the next you visit Laurent and deal with the uh, Laurent versus Navarre conflict a little bit. You uh, you you meet a um, <laughs> you you meet a uh, like a minish person to uh, <laughs> who uh, who, who, te- <laughs> who te- yeah who teaches you a trick to um to make everyone to make all of the N- Navarre defenders of Laurent uh, fall asleep, and and you meet the Wind Spirit. Then you uh then surprisingly after uh you. <laughs> You get on a free boat ride after uh, exiting <laughs> exiting Laurent and um, get stuck on yeah, yeah get stuck on yeah. a ghost on a ghost ship, which oh, is that that dungeon's nasty. It's a stress it's a stressful part of the game because the zombies deal a lot of damage and uh, there's a random part around halfway through where you lose a party member for the rest of the dungeon. Yeah, yeah you can swap the who that is though. Um, mm-hmm. You can talk to the ghost and swap who it is. Uh, my bugbear with that dungeon is poison. Yeah, <laughs> it's there's awful. A, just a lot of high damage and a lot of poison. But there are zombie shopkeepers in a couple places. Yeah, <laughs> there is. Like, what do you want? Yeah. And then okay. there's also the trap duped bedrooms. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. At least one trap bedroom. Not yeah. sure, but that, that's a that's a bit of a challenging dungeon if you uh, aren't don't go in there what to ex- with what to expect the, the, the boss mm-hmm. isn't the boss is, isn't that difficult but just the uh, a lot of the time just going through a stage is more difficult than a boss because it really can be yeah because yeah. you know if you're there slightly under leveled or slightly under armored uh, the the enemies can wipe you out really fast i uh, even in the final dungeon i was getting wiped out o- over and over because just two enemies would decide to do uh special skills back-to-back, and that was enough to kill two or all three of my party members. Oof. The, uh, um, the, 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 the game balance isn't bad in this game, but sometimes, you know, chain skills will wipe you out. Yeah, yeah. you can just get a bad run of luck, for sure. Um, speaking to the ghost ship at Other Mouths of Babes, Gwen did notice. She's like, how come Charlotte can suddenly read? Because <laughs> you go to, like, the, the, the library in Valsena, and she's like, I can't read these books. So, oh yeah, like, the naughty magazine and stuff like that. But what in there? She can read us the cursed diary and the the blood book or whatever and stuff like that. And she was like, "Wait a minute!" It's like, "Uh, maybe she learned to read. I don't know." Yeah, is it maybe? Yeah, Trials of Mana just isn't as consistent about children being unable to read as uh, Dragon Quest Five is. <laughs> no, that's so good. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in that game. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I got I got stuck in that dungeon for a while, and I actually feel like that's one of my it's sort of a broader. Um, thing with this game where like i feel like a lot of times i wasn't sure where to go or like what uh stone to talk to yeah. um, i definitely consulted a guide more than once and i had to in this dungeon as yeah. well it's the, definitely more of it. yeah it's definitely more traditional rpg because secret of yeah. mana is very streamlined very linear you go yeah. here there and everywhere whereas trials of yeah. mana I very found simple. was very much like talked. The general idea is talk to everybody and you'll probably figure it out. But um, yeah, and yeah, I found it's that's not like impossible. But and, yeah. and, and even in dungeons, when there where there really aren't NPCs to talk to, a lot of the time it'll be go to this corner of the dungeon and yeah. do and do something, and then uh, half that will open up a path halfway through the dungeon. But there's no way of communicating that to you. So a lot of the time, I, I would I would get turned around in dungeons and just sort of stumble until I found a. a a, a crevice I hadn't visited yet, and there's no mini map, no uh, no no world map, or well, I should say, no no dungeon or no area maps. So that yeah. was uh, so it can be kind of challenging. I, I even got lost in the cave inside the volcano right after the right after the ghost ship because after you, the no ghost, yeah, after the oh ghost, yeah, you yeah after the ghost ship crashes, you uh, get in the volcanic island, and um and and sort of ha- halfway through, there's a like first you're on the outside of the volcano, then you're in the cavern of the volcano, uh, but and at the end you meet uh. Jagan, who's a uh, uh, um, Isabel's cohort in the Navarre versus. Uh, 
He's got some fancy Italian name now. It's like oh, Macchiotto or something like yeah. that. Yeah, oh, and he looks like Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> yeah, he, he, definitely, looks, he definitely looks like a vampire. Yeah, definitely the return. Malvolio. Malvolio. <laughs> oh, so he's so he's a Shakespearean vampire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But uh, you're right. But he was Jagan in the old translation is why is why I, <laughs> uh, why I forgot. But uh, yeah, I got really turned around in that inside the volcano dungeon because j- just because. Again, it's a bunch of windy caves that look the same, and it's unclear mm-hmm. where to where to progress at at multiple points. And uh, yeah, and, and the fi- a circular loop there as well because I did a lot of grinding there. The, the final dungeons are yeah, are a particular uh, oh um, yeah for this one. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to those, we'll get to those in the second episode. I mean, at least getting lost all the time meant that I never really had to grind because I was just running <laughs> from the same areas over and over and over again. But I, I figure it out eventually. And I find they're still appealing enough, even when you are a little lost. Like, I, there's games where I've gone through and been stuck and lost and been like, oh, where do I go? And it's just annoying and boring and drudgery. Whereas, I don't know if it's just because the magic of the sprite work or just because the battles are engaging and fun yeah. because everything's so quick and fast and it's okay. easy to just kind of get in, beat stuff up, and then move on. And falling into those little trap rooms just make it a little like intense and interesting and raise the stakes for a second for you to get out. Like it's enough to make it compelling even when you are lost. Like I never found myself going like, "Ugh, where do I go? I hate this. I'm done." Yeah, yeah. The game is fun, and that makes uh, that makes the the dungeon grinds or the dungeon confusion much much easier to deal with. Wait, uh, but uh, none of them are really long either. Like they're no, all pretty no. reasonable length, which is nice. <laughs> I, I think only the final gauntlet of dungeons is sort of gets a little long. Yeah, because uh, you have to do two dungeons in a row uh, with, th- w- yeah, with, <laughs> with, with yeah with with three bosses in between um, for uh, for uh, for all of the second to last dungeons. It's mm-hmm. it, but but in general they don't waste your time that much. But uh, after you get off the volcano, you meet the uh, one of the best characters in the game. Hell yeah, uh, mm, Buskabu the turtle. It's Buskav yeah. now. Yeah, they renamed him Buskav, which I do not appreciate one bit. <laughs> that, I mean, it makes sense. That, like that happy it's turtle. Not nearly as cute. That happy turtle is Buskabu. He's I'm sorry. beautiful. I love. You I wave every like, time. <laughs> I I found out by accident just by pressing the A button randomly while you're swimming around with him. He makes this very strange horn noise, and I oh, quite yeah. love like it. Off key thing. I didn't even know that either. My first playthrough, I randomly discovered it this time around. I was like, what? Yeah, Bus- it's a great Bus- addition to the transport. Yeah, Buskabu's great. Yeah. Why the flag? Like, what is again? Like, he's a kappa, but I'm wondering what more of his cultural significance is with the way they designed him. He's so bizarre. <laughs> his little backpack. Yeah. Like, is he holding? Yeah, he's, like, he's, most... got, he's got he's got a backpack or maybe suspenders, and he's wearing a, a snorkel. Uh, and he's and he's a turtle that swims with a in a crawl stroke, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's also got like dock flippers. Yeah. <laughs> He's just the best. It's all, alone. all designed for adorability. Yeah, he's, he's and he's got a great piece of music. Yeah. That sky out. Yeah. yeah, his music is great. And you, and you summon him with a with a flute that has like special that has a uh, like a cool little spinny flute animation when you summon him. Yeah. Does every character get that? Because in my playthrough, only Reese can play the flute. It's not who I have every, as my no, main character. Every yeah, every character. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so it's whoever is like the person. chosen one. Yeah, who, yeah, whoever's picked. Sorry, whoever's the first character you pick has to play the flute, regardless of who you select. Gotcha. Every character has the animation. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, like uh, you get a flying uh, 
transport later in the game, but uh, your transport in this game is being shot out of a cannon, and then a perfect turtle boy, and then a, a beautiful flying uh, girl. So it's like, I, I love the transports in this game. And don't forget it's, being it's extorted for scads of money by boat, uh, the boat swains. Ghost, sw- ghost boats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what they, when, when they were saying it's free, Gwen and I were both like, hmm... They've been charging us a lot of money up till now. What's mm. what's wrong with this one? Gotta watch what out! For, gotta watch out for those ghosty boats. Mm-hmm. What is it with the SNES screams though? Like that scream at the beginning of the ghost oh, ship yeah. is Chilling. horrible. It is. Like yeah. nearly as bad as Lavos's scream. Yeah, God, Chrono Trigger screams can get pretty bad. Like in Magus's castle, there's a lot of there's a lot of bone chilling noises. But they they uh, the screams in this in Trials of Mana pretty rough too like I, I don't know what those square sound designers were on back in those days but <laughs> it was something unpleasant like it's compelling like they're like it's not bad in like a bad like oh that was a poor choice way it's just yeah they're yeah. just piercing and to your soul but uh yeah anyhow after you uh take care of business in Laurent and the ghost ship and the volcano you uh get you get you have to find the four remaining spirits which are again the key to entering the mana holy land and getting the mana sword to stop the mana from dying um and uh you go to Altina to find Undyne you go to Navarre to find Salamando you go to the beast kingdom to find Luna and then you go to a the um the village of Diore the elf village where uh, Charlotte's parents came from to find Dryad and uh, you can you can't do them in any order. I think you can do Undyne or Salamando in either order, but then Luna has to come next, and uh, Edriad has to come next. And you you learn a little bit about those about those three regions: Altina, Navarre, Beast Kingdom, Diore. With a uh, with each of those uh, sort of mini quests. But the most important thing happens around uh, there. You should hit level eighteen in class change. Yes. Yeah. And we went we went into class changing a bit before, but I wanna uh, I wanna ask you like is there identify one each of you tell me one character and class thing that choice you made you don't have to go through all three of yours just 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 pick one each um any volunteers um i'll start uh, i went um valkyrie because i think that gets me to star lancer right for yes, yeah, um, and, and that was why yep. and that, that was the, the main reason i knew that i wanted the buffs that can go over the whole party because i've heard that like using debuffs on bosses later can cause um attacks uh to trigger and i was you know being particular about that Yes, some bosses will uh, will tr- will re- retaliate with a spell whenever you cast anything on them, and yeah. uh, and that c- that can be annoying. But uh, Reese is always good, and but Star Lancer is I think her most popular class for many reasons, mostly because it's awesome. <laughs> That's a good. And I, and I think it's tied for her highest stats overall. Okay. So uh, cool. yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Alana, do you have a class change that worth talking about? Uh, so in this playthrough, I've gone for Angela's light class sorceress. Um, main reason really is because between light and dark, um, eventually I'm going to play through this game 24 times. Oh, (laughs) my goodness. Like 30 times. I don't know what the actual number is, but every character, I'm going to try and do every single class at one point. Definite. (laughs) Um, awesome. But well, twenty. Well, it, it would be. It would have to be eight times because you have twenty-four final class versions, but you get three characters per playthrough. That's right. Yeah. Eight so, so it only takes eight. But I, I'm, I'm still suspicious. Maybe don't do that. 
<laughs> not as not immediately, but like over the yeah. rest of my life, then I'll still be playing this game at seventy years old and just be like my final class and put my final tick in my spreadsheet for I, all of them. <laughs> I also went light for Angela, and this is where I get into my mid two thousands game facts boards theory crafting uh, part of my personality. Um, I, I think Angela's always. Uh, uh, She's she's one dimensional. She will always be blasting uh, with her powerful spells. And she's her... always good though, as well. Yeah, like, she always does really a lot of damage. Like I'd rather I like I went her light class because she gets more than one level two spell. That's the main difference. Like her yeah. dark classes only get one spell. Um, yeah, her, well, her, her dark... first dark class only yeah, gets her... one spell. Yeah, her first dark class only gets one spell, and her first and her first light class sorceress gets five. And uh, because of that, like the the a lot of the boss fights in the middle of the game, uh, Angela will be much more powerful. Yeah, those god beasts need a bit of a beating. Yeah, but and and her final classes on the light side, she'll be better in normal encounters because she can multi attack with a bunch of different elements. Yeah, I and, don't uh, have that benefit but, from any of those. Yeah, characters. but but her dark classes will have a higher intelligence stat and learn a couple really powerful spells, so they'll be really strong against single targets. And it, and uh, and I'll, but I I like the, her light classes a little better, uh, because it, again better mid game and still a great end game. While her dark classes are just are just significantly good in the end game, but maybe not even better than her light classes. I th there were fights online about what uh, Angela's best class was, and my 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 take my take on that was it kind of doesn't matter because all of her classes will do the same thing no matter what, which is just blasting with magic. But, yeah. But uh, I, I like her light classes better than her dark classes, which was, you know, not controversial, but, you know, there, there was a divide in the GameFAQs forums 15, <laughs> year, 15 years ago. When is not there? Yeah. <laughs> Always. Uh, Greg, do, is there a class change that you made that was uh, particularly interesting or fun? Well, it's going to be, I guess, fun getting through the rest of this playthrough together because I'm going the opposite direction of Zach with my Reese. I'm going the debuff route. Mm. Uh, I did not know about the counter stuff, but I just was considering the fact that, like, yeah, I can debuff one thing at a time and just hit the enemies as opposed to having to buff each individual party member, which can yeah. be painstaking. So I was like, yeah, I'll just try and go that route. And it does have a significant impact even this early on with her as the rune maiden. Yeah. Um, uh, rune maiden versus Valkyrie is pretty similar. Uh, I, I think Valkyrie has a, a point higher of strength and, uh, and a so it'll do a little bit more damage, but both, but both versions of Reese will, uh, be, be really effective in both regular combat and bosses. That's but, what it seems, yeah. Uh, but it, in her final classes, the Valkyrie classes have a sort of a little bit better physical offense, and the uh, the Rune Maiden classes have a little bit better uh, magic offense. And uh, again, it's impossible for Reese to turn out badly. She'll she'll be helpful in basically any party. But you, you mm -hmm. don't you don't want to double stack things. Like you don't want to have Rune Maiden Reese and Ninja Hawk because both of them do stat downs and that's kind of redundant. No, since we have the priestess route going in the party because Gwen wanted Charlotte to be light, I figured we've got mm. the boosts handled, so Charlotte doesn't learn any boosts going light route. Yeah, you oh, doesn't she? Uh, no, she doesn't. You've, she learns... you've got you'll get sabers. Yeah, uh, she, she, she'll oh, get right. she'll get a, she'll get a bunch of good light spells and she'll get elemental sabers, which are still great. Um Yeah, and then same with Duran, so yeah, Duran will get. Uh, he'll always learn at least one saber spell, but depending on what his final class is, it'll depend on which one that is. Yeah, I, actually, actually, no. One of his classes, one of his final classes, doesn't. But it's a, one of, it, is it duelist? One of the dark ones? No, no. Duelist learns five saber spells. It's the uh, oh. it's, it's, it's the it's the light the light class that gets to multi target heal light doesn't learn any sabers. Yeah, the uh -huh. lord. Yeah, but uh, 
Yeah, um, Duran will he'll learn uh, a couple light spells and healing and uh, and get a shield, which doesn't work <laughs> if you go with his knight classes. And his uh, his dark classes with gladiator learn elemental sabers and get stronger attacks and stronger techs, which makes me overwhelmingly prefer his dark classes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's. Again, I think Duran is a little bit clunky early in the game, but once he starts getting sabers and getting full screen techs, he's uh he's he's much better. He's and got he, sweet purple armor. Yeah, and he gets uh yeah, it's like purple and brown or purple and gold for for Gladiator. It looks it looks mm. good. Mm-hmm. Because the sprites look great in this game, all of the color combinations look good. But mm. uh, well, the priestess Charlotte looks like uh, Popoy from the first from Secret of Mana. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Uh, a little bit more sort of reddish pink in her. Uh, in her, um, in her, whatever you call her hat, I'm not even sure what to call that thing. Hat, hair, thing, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> she's got like bright pink hair for me because she's an enchantress. So mm-hmm. same here. Yeah, yep. snazzy. Mm-hmm. I also, I also think her the name of her, uh, excuse me, the names of her spells are just completely ludicrous. I, I'm, I'm sorry, not her spells, her special attacks. Oh, like, well, I've had... Well, she's got Bonkle, hasn't she, at one point? Or Bonk. I'm yeah, sure I feel like that was what they were called. Like, Yeah, because yeah, now yeah. it's Whack Boom, I think it's her <laughs> first one. Okay. And then work. she's got Jump in Priestess. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it was always... It's always been... It's always Jump and Dash for Priestess and Enchantress. But her her late ones are like... One of them's called Jumbonk, which is which her her flail turns enormous and she uh, swings it at an enemy. But and and she she's just, and one, another one's called Kersplode. I'm looking at a list <clears throat> now. Uh, but yeah, her her I love her that. attack <laughs> names are always very silly. But she's like has she, she has the lowest strength in the game, so they they won't be a huge part of your offense. But they're definitely helpful for for her, like because yeah, oh, yeah, she no. uses them, she doesn't really do much damage otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Once I did a uh, a run with Angela and Charlotte on my team, but I put them in their classes that gave them the highest strength. Uh, which uh, ironically turned out pretty well for them because they they just contributed more to regular offense than they otherwise would, and they were still powerful at at uh, offense and at magic offense and support. So you know, it, nice. th- th- there's no there's no bad decisions really, unless you go Durant as a knight when you already have a healer. Uh, so and then, yeah, and they also have like the extra special attacks, which means their bars get longer now, so you have to charge up more. Uh, I had forgotten that, so I was just like, oh, I guess it gets replaced, but no, it just adds on to you. I guess yep. not so much combos, but just. You have more options. Yeah, and then the uh, uh, Charlotte's whack, bam, jump, dash, super bonk, all of that stuff. Those are her. Spe- those are specials, which are you know a meter at the bottom of your screen, which is you don't have to hold the charge like in Secret of Mana. Instead, it works more like a limit break, where every time you hit an enemy, uh, the meter goes up a little bit, and once it hits a certain level, you can use a special attack. And uh, so everyone has a sort of just a. Uh, a regular attack where you glow white and are invincible for a little bit at uh, at level one, but then after every time you class change, you get a first level two special, then a level three special, and those can be very very powerful. That's and then Kevin my... gets a, about buttload of them too, doesn't he? Get more no. than everybody else. Um, yes, every Kevin gets a throw and a strike special every time, and the, and the throw is uh will uh, always deal only single target, but more damage than his other specials. Yeah, I was gonna say my pet hate with Secret of Mana is those charge up abilities because every time you, they're based on your weapon level. Um, mm-hmm. But every time you level up the weapon, you also have to go into the menu and change it so that you can use that level <laughs> two charge up. This one you don't have to do that. You can actually reduce it because there are some bosses that are like sometimes it's better to just use your single tech spells. Otherwise, you know, mm-hmm. there's only one enemy on screen. But um, 
yeah, like uh, it was just a pet peeve of mine from Secret of Mana, among many others. <laughs> yeah, much as I love it. It's a little bit better in, in uh, Trials of Mana. Every time a character class changes, they'll automatically default to using their new skill. But if you want, you can go into the AI menu and say, no, 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 I want you to use level one forever. Uh, I will say as well, the AI in Trials of Mana is a heck of a lot better. Um, mm -hmm. One of the nice changes to the game is that if any of your characters got stuck behind a wall in Secret of Mana, you couldn't move along because they had to be on the screen with you. Oh, yeah, but in Trials of Mana, <laughs> yeah, in Trials of Mana, you can leave them alone, but you can also take control of them. And I found out by playing around a little bit with the buttons, uh, if you hold down the A button to attack, uh, your character will automatically move towards the nearest enemy and attack them. And if you carry on holding it down, they'll carry on attacking. Um, but also, if you press the front shoulder button, the R1 or the L1 on the Switch, if you hold it down, you can control the other character without swapping between them uh, with the select mm. button. So, Oh, yeah. that's nice. I remember holding it down and it started panning the screen over and I thought it was just kind of like a weird screen pan out of like <laughs> Super yeah. Mario World. But yeah. no, I guess that was yeah, starting I guess to trigger over them. That's cool. I did not know that. Yeah, that Although is that... Nice. I, I haven't. I usually just pick one main character and run them as the point the whole time, and then just ch go into the radial menus if I want one of my supporting characters to uh, cast a spell. That goes yeah. into that goes into one of my least favorite parts of uh, Trials of Mana. The start menu screen is really oh. slow. Yeah, and, it's a big and, problem. And and you have to go in there fairly often, you know, to to change your equipment or to look at yeah. your spells. So so you go in there a fair amount of time, but it is real it's... slow. It's very I mean, neat, but a little clunky. It took me probably about two hours to even figure out how to change between characters in the menu to like flip out equipment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I always forget that like select was actually important on Super Nintendo RPGs. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, uh, the menus are very clunky and very slow. The radial menus are fine. They're basically the same yeah. as Secret of Mana's, where uh, you, you press X and then L and R to change characters and have them cast spells or use items. That That's fine, but the, the start menu is slow and not always easy to figure out in this game. Um, and I, again, I played this a bunch of times, and I'm still like, okay, I, I found the weapon as this character, so I have to move it from their inventory to this inventory. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, e it's easier in shops when you can automatically send the items to the right people. But yeah, it's, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's annoying uh, it, once you start finding just basically took, treasure chests. Yeah, they just took a lot of like the, the, the bigger menu wheel from the radio menu and threw that into the start menu instead and just, I guess, to flesh it out more. But yeah, it definitely comes at a cost to the player. Yeah, it's a big three by three with different information on each square, and it's uh, and it just it loads slowly and moves slowly, which is not great. I mean, mm -hmm. Second Density Three was a bigger cartridge on the SNES, any the Super Famicom, anyway, wasn't it? Like part of yeah. the reason it didn't come over was because they didn't think it would be cost effective to translate it, especially because it probably would have been 1996 by the time they brought it over, and you know mm -hmm. the N64 and the PlayStation One were out at this point, and. Yeah, so like the fact that the menus are slow is probably just because they're so jam packed full of like beautiful graphics and lots of mm. other things. But yeah, yeah there, uh, I've only heard some hearsay level stories about its original localization. There, it, at one point, they did consider it. There's not like an unfinished localized version out there or anything, but it's uh, it, it was discussed to be localized. But eventually, they decided to. Uh, um, I, I think what they did instead, I don't know. I mean. This didn't take away from a potential localization or anything, but they ultimately made Secret of Evermore and finished Mario RPG instead of yeah. instead of localizing Trials of Mana because Mario RPG was later than uh, than Trials of Mana in development. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, but it's cheaper and smaller and shorter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
and and uh, reportedly Heroes of Mana and Children of Mana were two ideas they had for a localized SD3, but uh, but it didn't get there wasn't a name picked or anything. It didn't get that far. They just tarnished the name's layer instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Children of Mana's not too bad. It's just boring and repetitive. But mm. I've heard bad things about heroes. Oh, we talked about those on the previous episode of Retro Encounter. <laughs> yep. Hey, yep. just wait you. for it. But yeah, we're focusing back on Trials of Mana. Uh, we're almost at the end of our halfway point. Uh, after you find the eight spirits, you try to enter the, man the Mana Sanctuary. Uh, but all three of the invading kingdoms from earlier in the game, the Beast Kingdom, Altina, and Navarre, all enter at the same time as you. So with you, their sweet flying machines. Yeah, with their very sweet flying machines, which range from airships to balloon ships to just grabbing a raven and flying. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really neat that um, Trials of Mana gives you a taste of every kingdom. Like You get to see a bit of every kingdom's conflict, and mm -hmm. you also get to see every single villain. And as you go along, you also get to see the other characters you didn't pick. Depending That's right, on yeah. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Like, if you it's, start in Jad, uh, you also get to see all of the characters in the city, bar Charlotte. So Angela's sleeping at the inn. I think Kevin's hiding in a bar. Um, and Hawkeye's having a drink somewhere. So you can go mm. and talk to them. Um, yeah, so I think it's really cool. They pepper them in at occasional points. Right. If um, if uh, if Hawk, if Hawkeye and or Reese are not in your party, then when you go and retake Laurent uh, after me after you uh, after Sylphid joins you, you'll meet one or both of them in the castle. Uh, same yeah. th same thing with Duran and, and Falsena or uh, Kevin when you go through the Beast Kingdom on the way to find Luna. You'll find the other uh, characters. I think it's kind of easy to miss Angela because she doesn't show up in the Altina storyline, yeah, um, un un yeah. unless unless your main character is Duran. Uh, but in general, there's a like you do encounter. Uh, the other characters that didn't join your party, but it's you, you know it, it, uh, it, it the interactions are different depending on your character selections, which mm -hmm. don't which don't affect mm -hmm. the main story, but are cool little bits of flavor. Mm -hmm. Well, it makes the world feel alive. That yeah. stuff's happening without you still. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, basically you know, to enter. The, but you get kicked out of the Holy Land because you get bombed by some Altinan airships, and you have to find a beautiful infant fight flying dragon flammy to help you back in uh, cannons Buscaboo, and flammy what, what a trio she's beautiful as well mm -hmm. she's so good i love the mode seven in this game and in secret of mana it's so good yeah, and they definitely amped up her sprite design for sure yeah, yeah she she looks the same as her secret of mana version but there's there's just more frames of animation and just uh, yeah. just just uh in a better looking game in general but yeah. so you get more glorious flammy sprite action in part two mm-hmm but uh, you you go through the Mana Holy Land. You have to fight through some rabbites. You see uh, you see that the three invading nations had all fight have all been fighting each other. You see fallen uh, ninjas, beastmen, and mages everywhere. And uh, at the end, when you, you do collect the Mana Sword from the Mana Goddess, but uh, the fairy is missing. And on the way back to the uh, to the edge of the sanctuary, uh, you'll meet the the defeated other nations. Depending on who your first character is, uh, will f shape the outcome of this fight. If uh, oh, yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if if Duran or Angela is your main character, then Altina wins. If Hawkeye or Reese is your main character, then Navarre wins. And if uh, Charlotte or Kevin is your main character, then the Beast Kingdom wins. And you uh, and on the way back to the edge of the sanctuary, you'll meet the uh, you'll meet people from the two defeated nations, and they'll they'll, they'll say. We lost. We give up. Our uh, we we can't revive the demon king or or whatever we're trying to do. And then they they leave, and um 
and and you meet the you know the, the winning party who are holding the fairy hostage and you have to exchange the fairy for the mana sword upon which they use the mana sword to really mess some stuff up <laughs> that'll take us to the to our next episode where we will discuss the second half of trials of mana but uh, before we go into a closing statement, is there anything that we didn't go over, something that we want to discuss uh, that we maybe glossed over on the way here? Uh, I guess we'll dig into it more next episode because there's more examples of this. But we, we did mention sprite work, but there are some really cool looking bosses in this first. Oh, yeah. oh the yeah. Full Metal Hugger is gorgeous. The, the crab I, boy. I, I love the jewel eater. The mole. I, I love so the, Yeah, I love the way the mole moves. It looks so, so cool. But yeah, like the movement is so good. And actually, like, uh, um, it comes into play in battle as well because rather than having the bar like you do in a uh, Final Fantasy Adventure or a Secret of Mana, they have a tiny little animation where they like hands or their weapon flashes and they just jolt up. So that's when you know you can attack again. And I just think that the detail in this game, like Secret of Mana is a feast for the eyes, but Second Densetsu is a bit more muted and pastely and gray at times, but like it's just equally as beautiful in a different way. And I think they that- They didn't push to other boundaries. Yeah. And we will soundtrack... We will definitely talk about more- uh boss animations in the second half because there is a gaunt- yeah. there's a gauntlet of there's a big goat boy i want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> there's a also, like legend of mana like again like yeah. the, the big beautiful sprites in that game are very similar to the designs used in the bosses in this one and these bosses are so much more detailed and elaborate than they were in secret of mana yeah, and there, there's a solid dozen bosses in the second half that we have to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. eight, eight, eight Benevidons, then uh, three final bosses. So I guess eleven each. Um, but uh, but you, the final three bosses of the game are different depending on who your main character is. Um, uh, again, it's if it's you know depending on whether Altina, the Beast Kingdom, or Navarre is the is sort of the winning nation in the in the main right. sanctuary. Uh, so yeah, again, fin- different final dungeons and different final bosses depending on your main character choice which again that's a big choice to make at the beginning of the game when you maybe don't know anything about the game <laughs> yeah, that's right. um, speaking to the sprites too uh, the sprite work i guess like the lamp bloom forest is i think probably my favorite location mm-hmm. it was just so pretty yeah. especially at the night cycle when all the lamp lights basically through the flowers start blooming and glowing mm-hmm. it's so lovely yeah it looks great for, for a 1995 super famicom game mm-hmm. one of the best and it just flushes world. out that world that was established in Secret of Mana all that much more and makes it gives you all these more enchanting kind of locales of uh, wherever this is taking place kind of thing to really set each nation apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the locations feel distinct. Mm-hmm. And um, each most of them seem to be, you know, under the influence of or sponsored by one of the mana spirits. But they but it, yeah. it, it, it adds to the flavor of the world. It's a it's a uh, it, Apart from the missing dark stone, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> God. I'm, I have a theory of where the dark stone originally resided, but uh, it, yeah, the, when you collect shade near the uh, um if, after the ghost ship, he tells you he doesn't know where the mana stone is, doesn't know where the benevidon is, and it's it's bad news in general. Yep. And but but, but shade, shades a, shades a a good little bad boy though. Yeah, he's, he's not shady. The music in this is also stellar. Oh yeah, yeah. Hiroki Kikuta is awesome, and uh, yeah. I've even snuck in some of his stuff to old Retro Encounter episodes because I really like I really like a handful of the songs. And it's sort of amusing. He, he doesn't have a single boss fight track. Uh, you'll notice this more in the second half of the game. He'll use like dungeon tracks for boss fights sometimes, or like yeah. uh, or or or, or, or or they're so distinct. Yeah, or uh, like 
there will be a, a track that only one boss uses the whole game. He the he there's a lot of diversity in the soundtrack, and uh, it's a solid I don't know thirty plus songs that are all that are all bangers. Yeah, they're really good. I think I might slightly prefer Secret of Manners. Maybe that's nostalgia speaking, mm. but the boss tracks are way better because yeah, Danger yeah. from Secret of Manor is awful. Secret of, Secret of yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gets a little little grating after a while, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, like all the boss tracks in this game are stellar. All right. Uh, we have a lot to talk about in the second half of uh, Trials yep. of Mana, especially the Mega Man segment, which is, <laughs> yeah. which is, com- which is coming almost right next. So what? excited to talk about the God, the Benevidens. Mm-hmm. I love them. Greg, there are four bosses. Each of the, I'm sorry, there are eight bosses. Each of them has a distinct themed level, and you have to go through the level to fight the boss and get his Oh, powers. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, I couldn't remember doing any of that, even though I know I got through it, apparently. There are but, eight in a row. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I don't remember doing them i've done a lot since so yeah uh but if all right if i'm if i'm making allusions to mega man then i probably i don't know i'm probably need need a nap or a meal or something uh so so let's end it um uh listeners next week we have a special summer break episode that is being hosted by my favorite human marcus marcos gaspar and uh and uh there's going to be talking about uh summer memories with rpgs or summery feeling rpgs there it it sounded like it was a lot of fun to record but i regrettably had I regrettably had to pass on that episode. Um, but after summer break is over, or I should say at the very end of summer break, in August we are recording two episodes on The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, um, yeah, Trails Right After Trials, and I'm definitely going to be mixing <laughs> up those words. We didn't make any mistakes, though. Yeah, I know. So we had... I don't think we have. I mean, maybe I didn't even... <laughs> maybe I made a mistake so smooth I didn't even notice it. Uh, but uh, also in August, uh, I mean, you might have noticed, this is episode 196. Episode 200 is only four away. <laughs> so we got to do, gotta do something special for episode 200. I, I don't, I don't want to say what it is yet because we're still planning it. But we are going to have something unusual for episode 200 that should be a lot of fun to record. And that is also coming in August. Uh, but listeners, if you want to... Uh, contact us. The best way to do so is email retro at rpgfan.com. You can also visit RPG Fan's uh, message boards, our Facebook page, our Instagram page, a Twitter, Discord server, Twitch streaming. Um, all of that is linked from the front page of rpgfan.com. We also have two other podcasts, Random Encounter about current events, hosted usually every two weeks, and Rhythm Encounter about RPG Fan music, usually hosted on hiatus. Okay, uh, not <laughs> u- not usually hosted. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh, listeners, you can also review us or any of our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, or however you are listening to us. Any feedback is appreciated. Uh, but also, listeners, thank you for putting up with me rambling about one of my favorite old Super Famicom games that I can finally play legally. Uh, so it was, worth it. I, um, I, I, I can't tell you the, the confused joy I felt when I saw that <laughs> announcement. Um, They're remaking it? Wait, no, it's out? Yeah. Today? So Wait, no, it's both? <laughs> and it's just sheer joy playing that game like i'm just filled with that mix of childlike nostalgia from playing it back on the emulator days and playing secret of mana and just how fresh and new even this experience is it's just oh it's just so fun like it's no wonder you love this game so yeah, much it's, it's a good fun game and it, it uh i won't say 100 percent holds up because there's definitely archaic parts to it and uh but if you have old school sensibilities and you like action rpgs this is just a really fun beautiful example of this kind of game but uh, how can listeners reach you, starting with you, Greg? Uh, you can find me at Greg Delmage pretty much anywhere on the internet or gdelme on our Discord. All right, and Alana? 
Uh, I'm on the Twitter hellscape at Alana Hagues and Diving Falcons on any RPG fan related stuff. And Zach Trick. Uh, you can email me at ZachW at RPGfan.com or find me at ZachW on Discord. All right, and you can find me on Twitter at The Real Monsoon most of the time, at Evoker for Dogs other times. I, uh, I'm Monsoon Mike on Discord, Monsoon on the forums, and some version of Monsoon Mike Solosi or Evoker for Dogs, I guess. <laughs> All right, I, I'm really excited for the second half of this. I, I might just play the game again just for the second half because I, t- it takes very little prompting for me to just pl- to, for me to play this game. <laughs> And how weird is it? There's no actual like trials of mana guides out yet. It's just still all like the second and Setsu nah, three ones. Yeah, no nah, one's just you, gone back and edited. No, nah, you got to go back to the 2002 second and Setsu three uh, game facts pages, right? Where there, where there, there's on. Yeah, and it's... you keep trying to search trials of mana, and it just keeps telling you about the remake mm-hmm. that's coming out. I, I hope the remake doesn't have a bugged agility stat. That would that would be a bummer. But I'm I'm pretty sure they aren't gonna you know use the same code from a 1995 game for a 2020 remake oh that'll be the 25th anniversary that's cool oh yeah all right but uh it's the anniversary of us needing to end this episode listeners thank you good night and good luck